Thank you for downloading a sermon from the Chapel of the Cross. The Chapel of the Cross is a welcoming, growing, and historic Episcopal church in Madison, Mississippi. I hope you will join us on Sundays for worship at 7.30 a.m., 8.45 a.m., 11 a.m., and 5 p.m., with Sunday school for all ages at 10 a.m. I also invite you to connect with the chapel online at chapelofthecrossms.org. Again, thank you for downloading this sermon. We pray it will enrich your walk with Christ. God bless you, and we look forward to welcoming you and your family to the Chapel of the Cross. Holy and loving God, write a message on our hearts, bless us, direct us, and send us out. Living Letters of the Word. Amen. When I was just about to graduate high school, my daddy took me to take vocational tests. He was not entirely happy with his chosen profession, and so he wanted, as I was about to go off to school, to college, wanted me to have the advantage of some of this information so I might be able to best choose a major and path for myself, no pressure. And so I took these tests. There was a bunch of those Scantron sheets that you filled in the bubble with the number two pencil. And I, I sat in a room with, a, um, with another person, and I arranged these various shapes that was supposed to test my spatial relation skills. Um, and then this, there was this uh, psychologist who peppered me with questions. And at the end, it gave me three jobs that I might think about for the future. Lawyer, which I quickly uh, uh, decided not to do that. Uh, an art appraiser, which I'm not really sure what that person does. And a clergy person. And the jury is still out on that. <laughs> we live in a world that loves to tell us who we should be. Now, I am not a fan of sermons that decry the evils of this world. There is evil in the world and plenty of sin in the world. Just reread that lovely passage from Romans we heard this morning. But when the preacher creates a stark dichotomy that we are okay and out there is bad, I believe that that can be psychologically abusive and downright blasphemous. For I believe what is written in the first chapter of the book of Genesis, that God, when he created the universe, saw that it was good, said that it was good, and it was good. I'm a huge fan of the poet James Weldon Johnson's interpretation of the book of Genesis in his poem, The Creation. Here are a few lines. Then God raised his arm and he waved his hand over the sea and over the land, and he said, bring forth, bring forth. And quicker than God could drop his hand, fishes and fowls and beasts and birds swam the rivers and the seas, roamed the forests and woods, and split the air with their wings. And God said, that's good. Therefore, all of God's creations, including you and me, are intrinsically good. We make mistakes. I make a lot of them, and that was only yesterday. But we are good. But when God handed off the baton and called us to be stewards of this world, things 
went a little sideways. And the world that we live in loves to tell us who we should be, what we should look like, what size we should be, what music we listen to, what television we should watch, what we should and should not cause us offense. And we, in turn, can reciprocate by attempting to mold those around us. We set expectations, said or even worse, unsaid, of others, expecting them to look a certain way, uh, say certain things, believe certain things. Now, such expectations can be good. I expect my children to say yes, sir, and yes, ma'am, when talking to another adult. My beloved wife expects me not to leave my shoes all over the house, which is something I still need to work on. But how often do we play this expectations game with God? We can put God in the proverbial box as much as we put other people. We expect God to answer our prayers in the manner we expect, and immediately, no less. We expect God to be on our side on the issue of the day, but God might be on the other side, or God might have no side. We expect God to look like the God in our childhood Bibles, but God could be radically different. And this phenomena is not new. We silly humans have been projecting our expectations on God ever since we ate the apple. And these expectations are what Jesus is dealing with in today's gospel. Jesus is preaching to a crowd that expects God and God's Messiah to be something very specific. But to Jesus' chagrin, they can't decide what that is. Jesus says, For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say, He has a demon. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, Look, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. In other words, John the Baptist was too weird and mean, yelling at us, dunking us in the river, wearing those strange clothes and calling us vipers. And Jesus, he's a little too friendly, going to dinner parties and healing folks' illnesses and enjoying a glass of wine and being friends with those people. And God would never break bread with those people. So we have sinfully morphed God's creation into a world of expectations, a world where we know what things should look like, how people should behave, and who God should love. But Jesus, Jesus has another idea. Jesus says, Come to me, all you that are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Now, this may be a shock to you, but I am not an expert in animal husbandry. But I did do a little research into yokes this week. And I was surprised to learn that a yoke is not one size fits all. One does not have a pile of yokes sitting around in the barn and whatever beast of burden is called upon to do some work, uh, just a yoke is picked up and slapped on their back. Rather, the carpenter custom makes his yokes 
sculpting them to the musculature and the skeleton of the beast in question. And thus, more work can be done, and the work is much more bearable and, and feasible. And so it is with being a disciple of Christ. We can lay down our expectations, the expectations of the world, the expectations of others, and most importantly, our expectations of ourselves, and come. Just come to Jesus. Follow Jesus. And with Jesus, you will find work, you will find knowledge, and you will find rest. The work of God isn't easy, but it is the work that we were made to do. And like a well-made yoke, the work we are called to do is not beyond the gifts and talents that God has already given us. So lay down your burdens. Lay down your expectations. Lay down your disappointments and your fears. And just come. Come to Jesus. Amen.